see, first of all, it will never end. It will never stop. Of course. I of remember. Course. I remember when we first started our podcast, and there were there were a lot of ah, please ban men with mics. In fact, till today, I still don't push my stuff on Twitter. It's sad. You know, it's sad that I should. You don't want to blow. You don't want to blow. It's sad that I should, but I don't. No, no, see, the thing about Twitter is that Twitter is a place of bitter people. I mean, that's their problem. problem. Nigerian Twitter is a a place of bitter people. What up, my people? Your favorite men are back in the studio, back on your TV screen, laptop screen, wherever you're listening to us in the world. Your favorite. Men are back. I am Michael Scenario. And I'm Murray Wagunkoya. And Menisms is back, ladies and gentlemen. How far now? Long time. Long time. I know. How you been? How's your summer? Fun. Very fun. Um, I went on tour. Shout out to everybody in the United States that supported, that came to all the events. I did a tour called the Lagos to Yankee Tour. And I toured in nine cities. Was in Atlanta. Was in Tennessee. Was in Boston. New York. Houston, which was fun as hell, um, Phoenix somehow, Maryland, and yeah, I did a tour where I hosted a lot of different events in America, and then they booked me to host the events, so it was a lot of fun. I'm going to be talking about it in a content series I'm doing, because I don't want to take the whole medicines about it, but America was fun, and it opened my eyes to, to just see how big we are. Mm. Like, people don't realize, like, even for the TikTok thing I'm doing, it's when I went to America that I saw I'm a celeb, because... Yeah. Every it's the irony, the, the irony. Celeb. I was about to say the, the irony. The star of celeb is here, but it's like okay. every city I went to, people would be like, "Yo, I know you. You're that dude from TikTok. I know you, boys. Menisms." I'm like, "Ah, uh-uh. even Sunday last year, everybody knew everything in every city because all the Nigerians and Africans there are watching everything we do here. So for me, it just motivated me and just said like, "All right, like we're gonna take this content thing seriously." But I was happy for the people that said menisms because when I went to Afro Nation in Detroit, I wore a shirt. Right, right, right. Fairly goes women. And the amount of women that will stop me, that will either say, I watch you and your friend, the yellow one. I'm sorry. <laughs> they said that. I'm sorry. Disclaimer, guys. Please <laughs> let us know in the comments if I'm really. Am I yellow? I am not. Is Murray why you're, are you looking? I'm not. I'm not. I might just be lighter than the average dark skinned guy, but I'm not yellow. Lighter than the average. Do you see how these wars start? But, ah! How is that a war? I'm what lighter, you than, lighter the, than the average. You're not dark. But I'm not like you know what. But Again, what? in the comments, let us know, guys, if if I'm oh, yeah. light skinned. But, but on, people yeah. saw the shirts. People were like, "Yo, they watch it." People love the shirt we had, and then I was telling people about the podcast. So it's God, honestly. God, God was good this summer, man. And then obviously, being away from Lagos was a nice mental break. Yeah, I but mean, how I'm, was your how was I'm your summer? Because I know you were here, I know, but I mean, you still do we, be doing do we your thing. really have a summer in Lagos? I don't, wow. I don't think so. We just have and um, we just have a June, July, August, maybe a bit of September. That's, that's actually the thing is there's you now that you say that it's true summer is more of if you travel yeah and they it's like being in, it it's summer. like being in school all over again it's like remember back in the day in secondary school now if you didn't travel for summer vacation it it's like really you just summer. did it was just but then if you day. travel it's like how was your summer oh my we traveled yeah so Damn. um but i think one of the highlights for me this past few months that we want to break was this random day which was very recent actually this random day i i was at a gas station trying to get some petrol and the petrol attendant that was, you know, you know, um, attending to me just said, he looked at me twice. So I just figured maybe he had seen my face on I just said, oh, sorry, bro. Are you the co-host for Menisms? I was shocked. I was so shocked. 
I was like, oh yeah, yeah. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys do a really good job. This is a petrol attack. I see. I'm sorry, but yeah, it, everybody it watches. Just, I just that, didn't think that. That's why I said you know, it brought a new confidence to say like people are watching this. Even your guy. You know, I told the funny thing is there was a night I was out in Houston that one of this guy, one of Mirawa's guys, came to me. He's just like, oh, yo, huh? Yeah, the guy from Menism now. Moi was my boy. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> call him. He said, call him. Take a video. And I now video yeah, call. Yeah, send yeah, a yeah. video to this guy. Say, see your guy. Yo. I remember that. Yeah. So no. it's, 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 it's crazy. I didn't think. I mean, I'm so glad that we're really touching people in the way we are. And um, we're just getting started. Abio. And make sure, again, to all you guys, make sure you continue to subscribe to us. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Music. We were voted as one of the top five podcasts in Nigeria and then one of the top ones in Africa organically. So thank you to you guys, man. Yeah. Like, appreciate you guys. It's not it's not easy because we're men trying to do a podcast when there's a lot of stereotypes yeah. in the world. But we're trying to break that. But we'll get into that, Sha. Yeah. So yeah. one thing, let me ask you this now. Let me ask an update. We've not seen each other in a while. How's your relationship I was going to, I was now? just going like, to get like, it. Because yeah, word on the streets is that you may, may... Or may not be single anymore. I'm chill. Hey. <laughs> my drink. I'm. Si- I got somebody. I'm seeing. I'm with somebody. So I'm. I'll, I'll say oh, you're this. With somebody. Okay. I'll say this. All right. I'm enjoying myself with somebody right now. Okay. All right. So that's the update I'm of Bella now. So everybody he should leave me alone. I'm just I'm enjoying with- life with somebody. Yeah. God when. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, a smart man. That's all I'm going to say. You're a very, very, very smart man. I mean, well, how's, I love, the, how's that going, though? I mean, because it's, it's, it's obviously true. a change in dynamic. So yeah, I mean, obviously you're not you're not moving around in Lagos streets as you used to That's and all that. Man. And okay. to be honest, it's more peace of mind, man. I mean, she's good people, and even for me, like it just took a lot of maturity to just actually say, like, you have somebody good with you, man. Don't mess it up again. And so, guys, that's Michael saying that I'm not a mature <laughs> young man. And I cannot be mature enough to settle for somebody that is good to me. I do appreciate this. We will do with that. Later. I really do appreciate this. We will do with that well, later. You know what? Like I say, well done. When your time comes, ah, <laughs> it is well. <laughs> it is well. Until but now, I mean, like I said, I'm happy though. I'm happy though. Like it's a but different. That's, that's good. And, that's really and, good. and, and like that's I really said, good. it's funny because I'm about to be 31. Mm. And my birth by the time this comes out, my birthday would have passed. Would have so passed. Right, it's right. funny how like going into this new age is like I said, I wanted a change in my life, and it has come this year. So apart from her, apart from you know a lot of other changes in life, it's like to be honest, I like it this way, man. I, I've done a lot. I've enjoyed. So so quick one. I mean, since you turned thirty, do you think? I mean, because obviously I have my own response to that as well. But mm. do you think that you um. So you know how people give the whole stereotype of once you're 30, you know, your life kind of like switches down. Do you think you felt that? Did you, would you say you oh, yeah. actually felt that, ah, <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old? Yeah, I feel it. Because me that I play sports and I'm still an athlete, my body hurts. <laughs> right, right. It's like, right. wait, I played real football. I played real sports and all that before I would recover. Next day, next day. Now me, I can't right, come back next like a day, week. but it's like, like wait till yeah. that next day, you guys humble yourself, bro. You know, um, phys- mentally, I've calmed, like, Cause like I said, I've done it. Some people have different stages in life. Like for me, throughout my whole twenties, I've been the one that's done all the parties around the world at this point, <laughs> because okay, I've done it from university after university here. So I've done different parties. I've been around. I've been on streets. I've enjoyed. You get. I've had those experiences that have taught me a lot, both in my business life, my personal life, my spiritual life. So now in my thirties is like your thirties are basically the same, but. 
with more wisdom and then obviously more money <laughs> because yeah. we put in the work these last few years to at least put ourselves in a position that we're better so i'll say like i'm excited for it 30 was more of the year that i found myself again because you always have different periods finding yourself so 30 was the year i found myself because i became very carefree like no i don't give a damn what anybody says like because i feel like in my 20s sometimes I would look for that approval or sometimes worry about other people's opinions so much, especially being in my industry. But now it's like, I'm on a very, I don't give a damn anymore. Like, say what you want. I've worked out. <laughs> like, I've done my, I checked my resume. Like, I've done what I needed to do. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And I think um, I can relate to, to a lot of extent. Although, I'm still rediscovering myself in so many stages. And it's so crazy. Because when I turned 30, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm 26, just, you know, I'm assuming I've turned 30, so this context. So, um, you know, um, I got to realize that, just like you said, there was a shift in dynamic, right? It won't happen on the day you're turning 30. It's happened like a couple of months later, it's kind of dawned on you, right? And, of course, there was a lot of rediscovering going on at the time, but I think even up until two weeks ago, you know, there's still parts of me that are like, am I doing what I really want to do? Should I try something new? Should I, you know, because I got to find that, and I don't know if it's a Nigerian or African thing or it's just general worldwide, but we have this bubble we keep, you know, prisoning ourselves in or jailing ourselves in. So let me give you an example. If you went to uni and studied architecture like me, for example, you're in that bubble of, I'm an architect, everything I want to do has to kind of be you know, revolve around this thing because yeah. I've already started doing this as a career, right? And then you find out that when you want to start something new, you're already thinking, but this deviates from the architecture I'm already doing. Like this, this is in no way, you know, relating to what I'm... And sometimes you have to sit back and be like, look, this doesn't have to have anything to do with what I'm doing or what I had to... So, And the reason why I say I think it's an African conditioning is because growing up, you know, like I said, like we said in some of our old episodes where they we're conditioned to always work towards being doctors, lawyers, you know, engineers. That one. Exactly. That one thing. Because, exactly. you know, even growing up, we watched our parents be one thing. What's your dad? My dad is a banker. There was never a, my oh, dad, this, 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 this. this, this. Mean, there's some people. Some oh, yeah, 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 of course. My dad did this, but yeah. more times. The general thing general. was, yeah, exactly, it was like, you know, it was just this one occupation. And so it's, it's a lot of working, you know, working against all of that, trying to like, you know, work backwards and try to redefine that to your own actual purpose and what you really want to do so there's a lot of battle going on with ah, but if i drop this thing this is what i'm this is what people say i do do you get what i'm saying so if i drop this thing now i'm not sure i'm not dropping something that is actually what i'm supposed to be doing stuff like that, that and it's like i actually had that it's funny in the 30 years when i had that awakening because it was one of my partners now who i'm now working with one of my boys who we've partnered with um and we've made a new company now yeah that's like a consulting company for different things but he was the one that came to me that i was like bro You've been doing parties all these years, right? And you've built a network of so many people. Because in my parties, it's not just like club people. It's professionals. It's hey, doctors, yeah. lawyers, businessmen, all this stuff. But he's like, what else do you do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do all that. Like, mainly in marketing and all that. Because some people don't even realize I have a, a degree even. Mm-hmm. Or two in. <laughs> Bro, because you do parties, somebody say, like, I have a, I have a master's in international. Imagine somebody was saying, um, do you know how to do marketing? I'm like, I have two degrees in marketing. It's just the parties is what I focus on. Yeah. So what he was saying was that, yo, okay, you've been doing this. You have this network. Why not look to branch out to other things? And the whole time I was thinking like, damn, 
Because I've been staying in the team entertainment. Like, I've done different things in entertainment. Yeah, but it's but still the outside same of entertainment. entertainment yeah. What have you done? And the thing is, yeah. like you say, it's a new challenge of just educating yourself. So even me, it took me like, bro, I can't lie. Now that I said this summer was a break, also that I started learning about myself. I started reading more, surprisingly. Like, cause Lagos, you just go, go, go. Cause I had time sometimes. I was like, I'll read, I'll do stuff. I'm like, wait. You can actually do something else too. If you just learn it, you get what I'm saying? Like even something like tech, I didn't realize, not that it's easy, but it's just to educate yeah, yourself. Yeah. So similar interested as well, yeah. So it's similar to what you said, like, I feel like your 30s, because you know yourself, you know, you should, you get to a point that you're more comfortable in yourself that like you say, you start to branch out to say, this thing I've done, I've probably done enough or I've hit my peak. Yeah. So now moving forward, what else can I do? And then the thing is, for some people, you might just even be getting to that stage that you're mastering your craft. Like me, I'm just mastering yeah, the yeah. event party scene and all that now after these years. But then there's other stuff I've seen opportunities in to start. So I'll say, yeah, your 30s are just a year of, it's like a fresh start, man. It's a fresh start. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think I mean of course us saying this is this is not to like kill the banter but you know for the people out there who really are worried that oh you know I'm 30 31 32 33 oh. my life is not together your life should actually just be shaping up around this age right so don't beat yourself up you have a lot of time so let's just one day I just looked in the mirror in fact when I went to America that's when I said God I thank you because I will see a lot of my friends not even in a bad way because some of them are doing very very well and the rest of them even are happy but like for example having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Baba, I cannot raise any child right now. Yeah. If we're being and honest. I'm th- so imagine if I had a kid at 26, 25. There's a lot of experiences I wouldn't have had or learned even yeah. or had the time to do stuff like True. that. Or if I was in certain situations that, as like I said, everybody should really just. I think sometimes we forget to just take a step back and just thank God for your life, mm. like because you can be going through stuff like me. I was going through some shit before. I mean, even during the tour, you know now, like I was going through stuff. Then it took some days to just sit back and just say. God, thank you, man. I actually yeah. have ABC, though. You know, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, you see how that's all in my 30s of just realizing, like, the stresses you went through in your 20s. How many times did you get out of it? Exactly, yeah. So, it's like, you know what? This is just another stress you're going to get out of. So, just relax. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good. That's great. I mean, I'm glad we both had great summers. Yeah. You know, one of us is hitched, one of us is not. <clears throat> but, um, we'll talk about that a bit. <laughs> You see, ladies and gentlemen, see, I don't have a problem with, you know, saying my status right now. You understand? I'm very happy with my woman. However, you know, I'm a private guy. That's all. And maybe, you know, I wasn't ready. It's like Drake said, I'm not hiding you from the world, sweetheart. But <laughs> that's between you and your sweetheart. Yeah, Talk very about stupid. it. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, yeah. So we have a, we have a question. Would you call it a question? I mean, right. yes, actually, it's a question because it ends with a question. So we have a question that someone has sent to us from the previous season that, you know, we kind of just have to touch on before mm. we move forward. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. This says, um, good day, Chiefs. No, Chiefs. I'm T and I am 21 years old. I started dating this girl six months ago and things were going okay until recently she started withdrawing herself. She doesn't visit me like she used to and she said she doesn't want to have sex again. I noticed she started going to church more often and stuff like that. So I asked her what the problem was and she said she was she wants to become a nun. At first I thought it was a joke, but oh. this girl hasn't kissed me for like a month and a half. Mad. So I asked her again if she was serious about her about her nun stuff and she said yes. And I know one of the perks of being a nun is no outside relationship. Well, would you call it a perk? But one of the conditions <laughs> I say perk. Yeah, I say one of the conditions is no outside relationship. I really like this girl, but it seems we have no future. What do I do? 
Do you want to go ahead? Or you go, just go ahead. Go ahead. Meet the Lord, because <laughs> <laughs> that's a different fight, man. Not uh, that's different. I ah wow. I've had a girl. To be fair, I've had a girl that not that she became a nun, but she became very like at a young age. She very became very invested in her right Christianity. There. That you know she changed and took away some things in her life while me on the other hand i was still you know doing my thing and all that and it's not like when but the funny thing is when we're together we were so close but i know i started seeing like as she started growing in her spiritual journey which i wasn't there yet like she started withdrawing from certain things she was doing she calmed down then eventually it's like everybody in life when you start reaching certain phases in your life you start looking at what things are for me and not for me, what people are not for me and all that. And even with our relationship, as much as she liked me and all that, I knew she wouldn't want to be following me to certain places every time or doing certain things every time you get. So it already started to cause a disconnect that eventually, even me, at that time, I already, I think luckily for me, I already, I noticed it early that I was like, you know, I was able to have a conversation with her because me, I'm the kind of person like, oh, if there's any issue, let's actually talk about it, man or woman. So I went to talk to her about it and then she opened up to me and then it was like, all right, fair. I respect your view. So I'll say for him, if he really likes her, he should have a conversation with her in terms of knowing where she is with her spiritual journey, what she wants to, where she wants to go with it. And if he can fit himself in those plans, because to be fair, he can still be himself, but there's certain things she's not going to follow you to or do with you. Are you as a man also ready to accept that? And it's okay to say no. Like sometimes as guys, I think when we get into, especially when we're young, if you're in a relationship, you think it's do or die. No, be do or die when you're young. You still get life, I beg. But ask yourself if you can handle it. And if you feel like you can, go ahead. If you feel like you can't, it's okay to rejoin yourself. So, I mean, I totally agree with you. And... I was going to say that I feel like, you know, there's portions of the experience. Obviously, he only he only had, you know, a certain amount of space or characters to work mm-hmm. with, right? Um, <clears throat> but obviously, he hasn't given us any pretext on if they had a discussion about her wanting to go in that direction. Because I don't imagine that she would just wake up oh, I want to be, or just start doing non-stuff if she's in a relationship with you. Without telling you, oh, this is the direction I want to go in. This is what I'm trying to do now. They, in my life. But don't forget, well, they're young. They're 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 21. So you don't really have that. True, true. So, well, he said he's 21. We don't know how old she is. He might be older. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so, you know, I think, um, again, of course, you've already hit the nail on the head. There's nothing you can do. You know, I wouldn't, definitely don't convince her to not go in that direction, right? So the best you can do is just show support and. You know, if you really like her, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we're the ones saying this now. If you like her, let her go. Yeah, even though when we were 21, I didn't want to believe that shit, bro. <laughs> but, where are you going? But yeah, if you, if, you really, you going? if you really like her, I think just respect her decisions. If she wants to include you in the plans, like you said, she will. If she doesn't, then, I mean, that's life. You take that breakfast and you move, man, because it's uh, breakfast in his own head. Yeah, breakfast. Like, yo, 21, there's no such thing as breakfast at that young age. You get life, fool. See, but that's the thing. See, you don't know it's there. Yes. When you're 21, you're deep in. You don't all know the butterflies then. are hitting you different angles. To be fair. Because he clearly really likes her. Mm. You know, and... Um, I'm trying to think, well... Hmm. Man was talking about they haven't kissed in one month. He's obviously not even trying to get kisses from anybody else. Oh, man, that's a problem. Oh, I ain't go- Is that a problem for you? If your girlfriend can't kiss you, is that a problem? Oh, yeah. Oh, because yeah, because it's show of affection. 
And the one show of affection she's not even doing willingly. I'm touchy. I'm like already yeah, feeling like, tired. It's just like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, you're not even trying to know nothing. Nothing. I mean, like he, he said, I couldn't, he had stops having sex. So like, okay, the sex yeah, one, okay, fine, fine, yeah, okay, but fine. not even yeah, a kiss. I respect that, but not even, ah. Yeah, so I think at that point, he's, so what, just he's gone. He. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awkward, man. Because it, hey. it might not even be a full hug, it might be a side hug. God forbid. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. I mean, good luck with your um, pray, yeah, grand pray. Just, yeah, she's praying. Well, not pray. not to her, but just pray, okay? Because she's not fully none yet. Don't. Yeah. Could you date a girl that was about to become a pastor or wants to become a pastor? So that's a very good question, and the easy answer would have been no. But the the reason for the no is not because she's trying to be a pastor, mm-hmm. but because of my idea of what the whole pastorship thing is when it comes to Nigerian context. Fair. And I'm just like, okay, so is it that this is just her own Ponzi scheme? She wants to just cash out or be popular? No, of course, me not saying that all pastors are like that, but I mean, let's, if we're being honest, right? If we're being honest, I mean, you find that, you know, a lot of pastors are bullying, let's be honest, in comparison to their congregation. Mm. You know, I mean, you're a pastor with private jets. Your people can barely afford three square meals. Mm. But again, you know, it's 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 it's, it's one way to. So look you at have it. your reservations, exactly. So, so I, I would look at her, and you know, of course, she would give me. She would try to give me reasons why it's more for the people. But mm. I would have to see that. So if she, are, I was just about to say, she's proving it because I I understand where you're coming from. I always tell people when it comes to the arguments like that, I like listening to both sides because yeah. for people to say what you're saying, there's facts on it and there are facts yeah, yeah, on it. Are, let's yeah. not let's yeah. not lie to ourselves. Yeah, However, yeah. there are also a lot of good pastors we don't talk about. Same way with me. So of course. I'm saying so I was gonna ask, like you said, if she showed you those good signs early, or not even early, during the process of it, you can see generally she's doing everything to be a pastor. Would you be okay, okay with it? So, um, so I think the stage of our relationship will depend on if I'll be because what you're asking now is if I'm giving her like benefits of doubt. So if we're at the stage where I already liked her, right, mm-hmm. and then she's trying to switch into that direction, then yes, I would look at the actions. I'm like, okay, this is genuine. She seems like she, you know, genuinely wants to do this to help people to bring. You know, maybe she's been in this place where she experienced certain things. She wants people to have have that same epiphany and be able to you know em- emancipate themselves from but if it's like we're just talking we haven't i mean i i still i still i'm not sure where my feelings are towards her i'm just trying to, i'm just gonna be like yeah good luck with your endeavors i'm not getting involved in that i am not getting involved in that at all at all at all because there's actually nothing worse than somebody there's actually nothing worse than now let, let me tell you why my reason is at all. There's actually nothing worse than oh, you being celibate because you're trying to, you know, support somebody who's in that journey of Christianity or whatever mm-hmm. religion it is, and then they cheat on you. There's really nothing worse than they are the ones but who then is that not a case infidelity. of you thinking of the negative already? You're already thinking of the negative. As an experienced over 30 man, oh. there's no way I'm walking into but, a relationship at this stage. Uh, but you have to put your guard down if you want to do it. Like, but that's the thing. Again, like I, I said, put, I had to put my guard down to say, okay, let me be more serious. And that's because you're Cause already kind like, of liking the person. I don't feel like doing this. You're already kind of liking the person. But then how many girls have I liked in the past? Which is fair. And that's why I'm saying <laughs> that. If I like her a little bit, then I can consider it. I'm like, okay, let but me see. But then the thing goes. is, I will get, the thing is, here's the thing about me, and that's why I said she probably passed the test, is that I would like you and, like I say, give you chances. Mm-hmm. Or I attempt to at least 
be what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say compromising, but understanding. Okay. But if you are not giving me that same energy, eh, back. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, that's it. <laughs> Hold on. When you say giving the energy back, so what does someone who is going into the whole religious journey, what what do they do to show that they're also giving you the same energy? Because so your energy. I'll is give you. I'll give you an them. example. I'll yeah. give you an example. Uh, it's so. Oh, oh, it's so funny. We're talking about this now. I haven't talked about this actually before. There was sometimes I used. There was a point in life that I almost disliked girls my age in my twenties that went to church. Okay. And when I said that, it's like not went to church. Let me rephrase that. That were very strong in the church and spoke their mind. Okay. Okay. Because in spoke my their early mind t- about Christianity, it, like they were very. So I, let me explain it. So in my early twenties, obviously oh, when I was yeah, ah, okay. because okay. in my early twenties when I was doing this. When I was even started the party thing, obviously in my twenty early twenties, everybody's different then. So obviously me, I was a little wild and all that shit. Fine, but I knew who I was and I also had my own faith in God then. You understand? And I would notice obviously there are a lot of beautiful girls that go to the church, obviously. And me, I would still go to church, you understand? Like mm-hmm. even though like I would do my parties, I knew things. I always people don't realize something. As much as I was doing my parties and doing everything, there's always a limit to everything I did. And because I knew so many people doesn't mean I did what they were doing. You understand? But then by association, people would always come Exactly. Together. Yeah. Because the one time, the one, two times you might see me, especially at the time, is okay, you'd see me at my event or my party or somewhere else at an event. But you wouldn't see me on my normal, regular days. Yeah. Or we wouldn't have those conversations unless me and you actually sat down. So long story short, to get to the point I'm saying is that a lot of at that time, a lot of them would be very judgmental, like, oh, because you're doing this. Or even how we even said it, like I look like the guy now that is notoriously saying like you judge without actually talking or getting to know me. And even in the Bible, it says judge unless thou be judged. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it's like even me, I take that principle for myself, whereby I don't care if you are the poorest person or the richest person. I will treat everybody the same. Now, obviously, you understand people with higher wealth or importance have a certain aura or a way you address them. But it doesn't mean you are now greater than me or better than me because you have money. And same thing as a poor person. doesn't mean I'm yeah. better than you and all that. So I give every... So for me, it's like, even as a Christian, I treat everybody with respect and love. You girls now, on the other hand, don't do that for a guy like me because you already judged me for my physical appearance mm-hmm. or the things you've heard about me without actually talking to me. And that happened for a long ass time. And that's why I was like, you know what, man? Like, I really had a dislike for girls like that and I always noticed them in the church. Yeah, I mean, but I, then I, I had I, to I now grow yeah. from that, right. and it took time. That's a grow that I had to like. Like I said, it's just going to that point. Like I cannot care what anybody says unless you actually know me, and that's why I said it's more peace of mind. Because guess what, the girl that's meant for me will find her way. I leave you alone, no problem. Yeah, you know, I mean, the whole the whole thing about you know. That church journey is, is another topic we're gonna have. Like, because I mean, I've I've worked like we've a, we've been a touchy one. Yeah, Damn, like we I've, both hit up. Like, I've, yeah, I've worked bring in the church. Class. I used to be in the choir. I mean, I've I used to be a saxophonist in the choir as well. Like, I've you know, so I've I've worked in the church. You know, I grew I've, up in, and I think I grew up. I grew up in the church literally. Like my yeah. pastor in Atlanta. Pastor Gindoju, shout out to you. His son's my best friend. Shout out Toby. But people don't realize that's the reason why I didn't go create. Like, you know, when there's that line in Yankee, as they always say, Yankee boys, like you're almost there. <laughs> so me i'm yeah, here yeah, yeah, I, get you. I didn't go like this because i was you in the church that, every yeah, day yeah, yeah. so but 
again, it's the judgmental thing that, especially from girls, and then I was like, nah, you charge girls, I don't want to leave y'all alone, man. Yeah. So, I, and I think I agree. And I think let's touch more on the judgmental thing because I think that also was one of the reasons why I had to sit back and look at Christianity a lot closer because I found that so many people that were staunch Christians were so judgmental. Like, I couldn't... But would you say it's, I couldn't, it's, would you say it's Christians or Nigerians? No, because so of course, Christians I cannot, is a large. You no, know, no. So you know, you know why, you know why I speak on. Of course, we're still talking in the context of Nigeria. I don't know how American Christians are. Fair enough. I fair don't know enough, how British enough, Christians are. Fair right. enough. But I also talk in the concept of Nigerian Christianity fair because enough. it's not just Christianity as a whole. We have imbued a lot of um, our traditions to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like how you have churches that will say don't wear trousers. Just I mean, those things are things that to me come from a you are just trying to put in tradition in what is, you know, globally accepted already. So, uh, we're talking in the Nigerian context, right? And um, I got to find that a lot of staunch Christians who were really about their Christianity were really, were, were displaying a lot of what they were preaching against. And, you know, I had to really understand how that worked because you can't be saying you're a core Christian like this Meanwhile, you're judging me to the core, you get. And even, I mean, mm. it literally says, who without, did without say, cast the first stone, mm. you're just casting stones left and right. Meanwhile, I saw you telling a lie the other day. It could even be a little less lie, but I saw you telling a lie the other day. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, okay. I mean, that's, where's the balance here? So I think, and that's why I said, with having to date someone that is, you know, a core Christian, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot I have to consider. You know, it has to be that, okay, one, we have a lot of history to the point that I have to consider that this is a journey that, you know... You've you been on just, for a long while that ex- I've been from I'm afar, a, I saw it. Exactly, you get it. Okay. that, or oh, I've even known you and you were not on that journey, but, you know, that switch is actually... I'm seeing your life quality get better since you decided to switch and be on that journey. You know, it could be that I've known you for the last 20 years and, you know, you were just the average, but now you've decided to really, you know, focus on that and your life quality is changing. And by life quality, you're actually a better, you know, person than you were before Mm. by all grounds. You know, with stuff like that, I'll be like, okay, let me see if this is something I can coexist with and see if I can work. But other than that, I'm not considering nothing. I meet somebody new. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be a pastor. Good luck with your pastorship. It's not my business. It's really not my business. My own is just be a good person day in to day out. Like, I don't really care much because there's so much going on with all of that. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not trying to be involved. Last one, yeah. Last one, and then I'll switch it up. Right. If your wife after... <laughs> if, I marry, if I marry someone that she wants to be a pastor... If your wife after five years wants to become a pastor, what she say? <laughs> so if we're being honest, at that point, she's my wife. I have to support... No, it's the truth. At that point, she's my wife Fair. and I have to support her. Fair. I mean, it might be hard draining right and i say draining because you probably have to do a lot of church time more church time than i normally would probably have to do a lot of pastors meeting you know <laughs> things things that really have to be supported yo let me tell you a right lot now, of screaming at 3 my a.m. pastor my pastor right like people don't realize how close i was with their family like i used to stay at their house every weekend so right, i'll be okay. at school monday to friday once it's friday i'm off yeah, to toby's yeah, yeah. house to sunday or to monday sunday. morning right so even sometimes during the week, my mom was now like president of the Women's Association in church. So even the prayer meetings and stuff they have, I'll go with her every time. Then if I now stay at pastor's house, I'm seeing all the meetings him and his wife are going to. I'm like, yo, this is quite a lot of obligations you guys have. Ooh. And yeah, imagine you are the spouse that's not even the pastoral one. Yeah. Imagine how you have to really, like you say, you have to like, ah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot too. <laughs> 
It's a lot, but like I said, if she's my wife already at that point, mm. I mean, it's it literally says till death do us part. So it means that any conditions, as long as they're not detrimental to our marriage, any conditions, we just I just have to support her. Fair and enough. that's the truth. Fair. I mean, but it's if she's not my wife. <laughs> Sita, there's too many more out there. I'm not killing myself right now. But let me ask you a question, yeah? Because we're on this topic and all. So there's something I was seeing on the media. Well, there's a lot of things I've been seeing on the media since we've been on break. And it's been like a lot of gender wars. And it feels like gender wars between male and female. Like you have the women that have their podcast. You have the men that have their podcast. And then even everybody just taking sides on the podcast is big coming it's like our generation is just some people are just ready to fight each other i don't need men men are this men are this and then you have those men too women are this women are this and it's like i feel like we're not actually all just having real conversations in terms of taking accountability for actions from both sides and that's why i said like in for our podcast for example now like you have people that they haven't watched full episodes or something, but they'll see clips. And they believe we hate and women. And then they'll say, ah, these men hate women. Nah, 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 misogynist. I'm like, first off, half of you don't even know the word misogynistic or what it actually means. Then number two, if you listen to us, we never criticize women. We talk about male perspective of things, which means we have to talk about women. But we talk about it in a different light. Yeah. Same way with female podcasts. You are obviously going to talk about men. Yeah. But it depends Especially on the context. Are exactly, kind of, but know, it's what know. context are you speaking of? So, I mean, there's different things I've seen in it, but I mean, what's been your thoughts, especially in this new podcast era we're in that you've been seeing? What do you feel about the gender wars that you've been seeing going around? All right, <laughs> this is really interesting because I'm a heavy Twitter person and Twitter is where you see most of the, oh my God. I deleted my Twitter. Bro, there are some days that I just log out for like two, three days just to breathe from the gender wars. Every day, one man has done something or one woman has done something. So you see, the problem with gender wars, first of all, is that it stems from generalization. Everybody takes their own experience, their own experience, and then just every every person's like this. And now you're exactly... As I, and I say this because, I mean, I've also been there, right? My first outbreak, <laughs> what? <laughs> At that point, I just believed every single Woman female is. gendered person was just, I'm like, hey, please, just don't, I don't want you, all you women are the same. It, so, and, and I think there's a lot of accountability that's lacking, not just in men and women, but just even in the individuals and their experiences. So, I say this because if I have experienced heartbreak, I need to be accountable to the fact that I should understand that that heartbreak is peculiar to me and not that and this woman was, that has, and sometimes you ask what was the reason for the heartbreak did you do something yeah, exactly it could have been that i also triggered something to cause that you know so but what happens is i take the heartbreak and i run with the narrative and i go to the next guy who has not had a chance to experience it yet and i infiltrate his brain and i let him know see women forget his bro that see let me tell you what happened to me if this one happened to me it can happen to you and then from there people just run with it right and so so the same thing happens for men. Okay, look at this, you know, um, general narrative guys have of, I mean, I don't want to call it general because I find it disgusting, but it happens. And so I have to acknowledge it, you know, like the whole cat calling thing, like a lady walking by now and then somebody tries to say hi to her and she does not acknowledge. And the next thing is, Ashewo, Ashewo. 
And my man, I'm thinking now she's going to walk away with the experience of men. Men were calling her. Show men are disgusting. Meanwhile, pigs, it's not every this. man. That, but then again, not to. The, I'm not even defending the action. It's wrong. But then, like you say, there's also other men that don't do it. Yeah. So same way, vice versa. You can say there's some women now that they're very direct to men when they see them. But obviously, the popular opinion is most times women are the reserved ones. Yeah, yeah. But you have those ones that actually say shit. Exactly. So. You know, I think I think it has a lot to do with. Um, but then again, it's the individual acknowledgement because now, so what's happened is that now social media has given everyone a platform. That's the problem. So you you don't have to be a newscaster or somebody import, important before your voice gets heard. Just be an actual nobody. But do you know the funny thing? What I like about this good and bad, obviously, is like even now I've seen this podcast epidemic, as I like to say. It is an epidemic. Ep- epidemic with a lot of people, so. especially in Nigeria. Everybody, and again, what I also say is not wrong. Also, on the other side, in terms of everybody's entitled to do what you like and voice their opinions. But yeah. what I don't like is some of the narratives that are always filled by. I'll even say I even say women because more times than not, you see women on the media side of things than men. Yeah, like yeah. even for us doing this kind of podcasting in Lagos as men it's only, a, it's, a new it's thing not a lot of men that are doing it like that. Yeah. You understand? Compared yeah. to on the other side, there are lots of female podcasts you see, and in those female podcasts, all of them have their different views. But sometimes for some of them, there's certain narratives everybody's pushing. That's been the same narrative since that. It gets annoying because everybody now puts it under the same stereotype. It's like even today, we saw a tweet today that was Lagos men don't know anything. Like the typical shit about like <laughs> it's like yo sweetheart. You have dealt with certain men in the same circles. Because, again, accountability. Because me, by the way, when I'm saying this, I'm not attacking a woman. Because me, I'll take accountability for myself. Some of the women I was messing with, I had no business messing with. Or some of the girls I kept going for that were the same type of girls. Now me, they pick them now. So I'm taking I accountability. Like, I feel like you're shading me, bro. Huh? I feel like you're shading me, bro. Are you sick? Because we had a discussion just before we started. And this falls very much into that category. Wallahi, I swear to God. Oh, so oh, it's hit you now. I it's hit you now. You are so stupid. We will deal because with this later. I swear to you, I we'll was not even thinking of that. Guys, if I he's not thinking... if he's not present on next week's episode, I mean, now you know why. Do you know what, sorry? I'm thinking, you see, now you've made me lose my chains because I was actually just in the mode of just thinking mm-hmm. randomly. Mm-hmm. You are sick. Mm-hmm. What I'm Anyways, saying, yeah. So you were talking about, um, so help me out. you know, messing with people you were not supposed to mess with accountability. No, so no, no. Oh, yes. Oh, I was not even talking. That's a funny thing. I wasn't even talking about. Yo, so, but you are if now. I t- you know what's funny? If I tell you what I was talking about, you laugh. Okay. Because you know what I, because when I say it, you'll be like this. Oh, I really hope it's not what I just thought. Like I said after. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, okay. accountability, right. the same way some women talk about men in a certain light. Yeah. You keep going for the same type of men or you mess with the same men in the same circles. What results do you expect? Even if you say, oh, it was one man that was outside, but he has certain qualities or certain things, which is, again, I'm not attacking you as a woman. I'm saying as a person because we're just looking at the example. Same thing. That's why I brought myself as an example saying, I used to complain about certain type of women who I'm going through the same thing. Who's the one that keeps going to those same women? It's me. So I got to take accountability. So that's what I mean in the podcast thing in terms of when people are ready to push these narratives, also be ready to take accountability to yourself to say, as much as these people did this, I also had my faults in this. 
Because the same way I can say, me, I've suffered a break. Or some days were playing funny. But then, like I said, I had to sit back and say, my way, you too. As much as you are, you are complaining, you too, you are doing player boy too. You yeah, are not. You are not being serious. You are yeah. not being accountable. You know the thing is, um, <laughs> with this whole gender thing. See, so, see, first of all, it will never end. It will never stop. Of course. I of remember. Course. I remember when we first started our podcast, and there were there were a lot of ah, please ban men with mics. In fact, till today, I still don't push my stuff on Twitter. It's sad. You know, it's sad that I should. You don't want to blow. You don't want to blow. It's sad that I I should, but I don't. No, no, see, the thing about Twitter is that Twitter is a place of bitter people. I mean, that's their problem. Nigerian Twitter is a a place of bitter people. And one thing about Twitter is that if they they kind of cancel you, it's hard for you to work back from it, even if it's for no reason, right? So I'm I'm trying to just take our time, see how we can navigate and work around that. But my point is this now. So gender wars are very, 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 very active on Twitter. And, you know, via Twitter, it gets on other social media platforms like Instagram and whatnot. Now, when you, when we started our podcast, rather, um, I remember then, you know, even just outside of social media, people just be like, ah, ban men with mics. I mean, it was even a thing. It was like a phrase, ban men with mics, you know. And I'll be honest, there were certain times that I just felt like, I mean, I know that I have a lot more different perspectives than the average man that is is being questioned in this scenario but is it that i would never because of this other stereotype i won't have a voice to then air out what i think and feel on certain views because i know that i think better bro than you know what's funny some of the okay like how you said you want to talk about from a lagos nigerian perspective every time i see some women complain about certain men or something i can literally go and point to the kind of men they're talking about because i see these men especially in my industry i know who they are but then I'll go and, I can easily go and point to all my other guys and us and say, wait, none of us are even like this. Not saying we're perfect. Not saying we don't have our own problem. But again, it's why I say you go for the same. It's literally written on your face. You know, you just even mentioned something that I just want to add to. So, as like you just said, you can point out the guys. I also want to let them know that sometimes you could even find those people in our circle, but we're not guys with them to the point that we get. Let me give you an example. And this is one that's always very popular. Like, ah, you know, ah, now your friend is a rapist. You two, you're a rapist. Okay. I mean, you know, as we see where they might come from, from the victim end. Okay. Right. But then how about also actually the way guys cultivate friendships? Even at the gym, I see a guy today, see a guy tomorrow. By day three, we're saying hi. Every day. Let me tell you, somebody was asking me recently that, oh, I, you don't really follow guys back. I said, let me tell you something. I don't even know who I'm following. If I'm following a woman back, I don't need to know her. Like, if she's a molester or whatever, it has nothing to do with me. Because they won't say that, oh, I'm friends with her. But if it's a guy, and a guy I don't know, he's following me, all I do is follow him back. We've never said anything to each other. This is what it is. They'll be like, ah, oh, this guy's, you're even following this guy. So, this guy that's a rapist. I don't even know Social him. Social media is not real. I'm just following him back. We've never had a discussion. I know people who have said, Oh, by virtue of this person I'm following, they couldn't even give me a deal. I'm like, I don't understand. I don't even know the person. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy has a huge history of assaulting women. How can I know? And to, I would say, because I know some women that will listen to this will ask the questions, well, why don't you guys talk or ask these questions? Well, the thing is, is so I should ask every guy, hi, sorry, are you a rapist, bro? Not even that. It's just, like you say, well, I'll say, guys, when we say we're friends, it's more like we're cordial. We're, yes. We're easy. Us guys, we're easy to throw that word friend because it's more of like, if I at least see you outside, we go acknowledge each other. And at least if there's a business or something I have, I can at least go to you 
to talk because that's mainly what it is because on the deeper personal level it takes a real sit oh, down yeah, yeah. If, which a lot if, of us don't have with each other in, which fact, is, in fact i think when guys are really friends we don't use the word friends you'll be like that's my brother Ugh. you'll be like that's my g you get what that's i'm saying blood. because you you've had experiences use... together outside of maybe the club outside of just a party or sports or gym yeah. that you had those talks or you've had experiences both good or bad that yeah. you say i know the character of this person like for me now i tell people a lot of people know i know a lot of people especially a lot of guys now it's not that i'm denying anybody but a lot of guys i don't know on that level you understand we may be cool i can invite them to events you understand or if we have business together we can talk but then there's still a number of guys I have relationship with that we've sat down, we've talked as men, we've looked out for each other, stuff like that, that at least I can vouch for to an extent. But there's a lot that I can't even say I know their outside life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Because again, do you want me to get to know everybody? It's if it happens organically. Because even yes, this way, I've had situations where some guys get called out for rape and all that. And I know I've seen them at one of my parties. Now I'm panicking. In fact, you might even have a picture where you guys are. And the thing is, and that's in the past. And then it's like, wait, to this thing happened months later or something that I've not even seen the person since. You understand? I don't even know that. Like, it's more of how far. Now this thing has come out again. Like you said, somebody questioned you. Why are you following them? Why'd you do this? Da, 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 da. Or you say, well, I see you guys are guys. So you are guys with this kind of. I'm like, I don't know the situation. But then again, is well, that's why I said it's like. The gen- it comes down to general ones how we address things because there's some women now that can come address you in a realistic manner in terms of have a conversation and that you can relate and level with them. But then you have a lot of women that come in an attacking form with that communication. Like you said, oh, you're following this guy. This is this. It's like an honest conversation cannot be had if you're already coming to attack me. Now, if you come to understand the situation, trust me, you yourself will calm down, at least in the situation, which is why I say for both sides. Because even some men too, their own blood is hot too, because they're also waiting for the girls that say, and you see, but she was lying though when it comes to this rape stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so, so it's both in sides. Fact, in fact, let me tell you, what's really happening now is that, so because, again, of course, our topic is not on rape, but this is just an angle, right? So because there's been a lot of um, rape accusations, there have also been a number of, false rape accusations that mm-hmm. have been confirmed like oh yeah we confirmed that that girl was lying just to get some attention just to get, or just to maybe tarnish this person's image so now we're in a place where and it's sad to say that the guys that are even culprits right would also call on the bullshit of oh i'm sure this one too she's lying she's accused so you know now that they've created a platform for people to say they are also false rape accusers the people who are actually also doing the rape that we are trying to fight against that is the guys are also trying to take advantage of that do you get what i'm saying by saying things like oh that one she'd be actually nowhere now so she'd always do now she could just the accused guys anyhow i'm always very careful to know like because of course naturally if a guy says he's being falsely accused i kind of want to be on the side because i can understand how vile that can be and how image tarnishing that can be and if the thing is i always say like quietly because obviously it's none of my business if you see you see yeah if you have evidence to support you hopefully Bring it out exactly, ASAP. and that's why I said I bring I'm it out ASAP. So I, in, the initial thing is to want to be on the guy's side, but now that I've also seen that there are guys who will take advantage of that, I'm not like okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but some of you guys, you get what's you get what's coming to you because it's, I'm I, like, and I think it just it just feels like you say to communication because even outside of let's say let's go to a lighter topic because yeah. that's a strong one. It's, it's a strong like, one. Yeah, yeah, it's a strong one. Okay, look at something like you've seen this thing with Jada Pinkett that's been happening. That's a social topic. <sighs> 
Because me personally, see, I'm, I'm clenching my, my fist. I'll tell you my honest opinion. I don't give a damn. In fact, I'm so annoyed seeing her pop up on my thing because Jada Pinkett to me was in my good books for life. Okay, your Will's wife. You two, you were cool. You were an artist. She was a musician. She's a great actress. A great actor, One of my yeah, favorite yeah. movies of all time is Set It Off. And I loved her character. Like she's Even a, in Matrix, bro. She Matrix. <laughs> ah, and you two, you've given birth to great kids that are talented. You've been, like, actors, you've been like that far away auntie that we don't know. But now, now you are literally just bad-mouthing this man. Ever since this man walked on stage to take a slap, to go and put his hat for somebody for you. Forget, I'm, obviously I say that even as a joke, but even outside of that, that one has happened now. You two, you had your entanglement issue back then. That one has already gone under man, the rug. Do you know for a second? It's I gone under... Uh, because again, we didn't ask oh, for it. Now, oh, you're man. coming and the man's character is literally being degraded each interview you have. He's not saying anything. And it's like, okay, for what reason are you really doing this? Is it to, okay, if you want to say, I want to tell my story and all that. It's like, there's a lot of past stories yeah, that yeah. were years back that is like, you've who's not told, really... You've not told that one. Who's really... Or, and even that, are you telling the full context of it? Or, okay, why not both of you sit down? As you say, if you're still close, sit down. You're the one that does Red Table Talk now, that you bring everybody. Why not both of you have a conversation about it that he can at least say his side, or at least if you're there together, the story correlates. Because guess what? We should know how... The, she too. You should know how the media works, especially in America. They're going to take one narrative and run with it. And especially with people that are obsessed with... And a lot of people form the narratives of the world based off social media and celebrities. So now a lot of people are going to take those stereotypes or things she says and run with it as, eh, but yeah, see how yeah. this so, Yeah, because look at it. I mean, let's not forget that their love was literally every musician's go-to. Oh, I want that Will and Jada love. Like it was, everybody kind of looked up to their relationship, right? Including me. You know, I looked up to that because it just, it seemed very peaceful. I mean, of all, I mean, up until the entanglement thing, there was just, and even after that, you know, it kind of felt like they kind of sorted their shit out. Everything mm -hmm. was kind of good. You know, it just seemed like they were, they were two people who kind of understood each other beyond just the label of a relationship. But mm -hmm. clearly now, I mean, I don't know her to the point of anything, but she seems like a very manipulative person. She seems like, you know, Will is just, so, and this, this now comes back to also the point of, you know, um, because gender wars also gets into the, you know, men being able to come out and talk about the things they're going through and stuff like that and already know that they can't because they'll get shut down almost immediately. Mama, see, one thing I've learned like I could control my narrative for life. Oh. If you like, say anything. If evidence D, or at least <laughs> I have my story, I will say my story because it's not you that will go and determine my own story. Yeah. And the thing is, I understand when you get to certain levels, you know if you talk. But for me, I'm sorry. Maybe it's the Nigerian in me and the stubbornness. Because you know, Will is a regular. They'll say, oh, I just want to keep quiet for my wife. You know, I love her. Eh? No. Once they say, wife, but once she comes out, me and Will have been, me and my wife have been this. E? ABC. <laughs> Next interview. Michael Shinari was here. Hi. So what happened? So this is my side of the story. Oh, and by damn. the way, here's evidence. Man. Mm. I'm sorry. Me, I'm like that. I'm sorry. You're not. It's not me. You go and badmouth my name. And I will sit down there when evidence did that we were even together. Yeah, I mean, to, to, the, to be honest, we can't tell what Will is thinking right now, but, you know, I just kind of feel like he's just thinking more about his kids and just how the whole thing was. He just probably doesn't want to make it any more of a mess than it already yeah, is. Yeah, that's why I told you, I, the whole celeb it's thing un, to me is but, like, yeah. it's, it's weird because like, even for me, like, I I just feel like, I'm, like I said, there's only, there's two more levels for both of us to go to, but it's like, even me that I have small popularity, as I say, it's like, if I was to get to that level of a big celeb and all that, I still have the same mindset that I don't care because I feel bad for them whereby it's other people that control your narratives. 
That's one. And two, there's sometimes you have to think of your brand and business in terms of communicating. Because now, I understand why Will Smith is not talking. There's a brand behind Will Smith. Will Smith, that name is a brand. is a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go and mess that up going back and forth, back and forth. So you have to keep quiet. But then it's like, again, because of the whole celeb media stuff, there's narratives being formed about him now that the man himself can't defend until now he's ready to. Because you know sometimes they'll go and wait months till he dies down. And then now then come, come out and version. say your side. And not, yeah, so you have to be strategic with it. But when yeah. it's hot... When everybody cares, like, you have to be quiet. So, it it upsets me. And then, again, unfortunately, I would say with the gender world, most times it's the man that has to keep quiet in those relationship talks and all that. Because, like you say, the way society has put it, we have to keep quiet. Like, let me give you an example. It's only rare cases you see some men talk out. And and when I say men, let me even slip it. Black men, at times, were the ones that can't talk as much. Black as part, not just American, African. Just Afri- African if you are black, African, it's yeah, hard for us yeah. to talk. Cause give you an example. Race there's wise. a famous couple. There's a famous YouTube couple now that recently divorced or broke up. One white guy, one black girl, and they were one of the pioneers of YouTube. Apparently, like they were the YouTube couple doing it. They were making money. Okay. Apparently, the wife now was still communicating with the ex-boyfriend, or still in love. The guy said he's still in love with her. They were still communicating. Only for the white guy that's her husband to find out they were still in talks or they even met up and all that. So, he divorced. And from there, the the girl switched. Like, even at one point when he's like, I'm divorcing, you know, that you, he has the video evidence of her just like being very aggressive and physical, stuff like that. And then he now made videos talking about it and stuff like that. The funny thing is, it sounds weird, but he's allowed, it sounds weird, but he's allowed to, it'll be like, he's allowed to do that because he's white. So, people, it feels like people be more Mm, I, see, I see what you mean. To listen I see what you mean. I to see what his you mean. side of the story. Even though he's a man, you'll still have those women that criticize him because he's a man doing this and what's the real story and all that. But he's white, so he d- get the white people get away with certain things. There's and it's not a race this is not a race thing because yeah, again, yeah. it's not like oh blacks are better. No, we're just saying the there's, reality there's of the a world. Lot more toxic masculinity in the in the black black community. Because yeah. if that was switched to the black man, he was doing all this and all you know, that. Pussy, he could like, still be getting exact he was still could he still could get criticized. Or even just trying the, to say yeah, the truth yeah, of, while he's the victim. Yeah, I agree. But, but no, so I have, I have a question because we're talking about narratives now, right? But think about it this way. Because again, of course, I believe that you should create your own narrative. But you know, it's a lot easier for us to say it now because we've come this far, right? Now, let's go back to someone who is 22, right? And he's just putting together narratives, right? And now he's, he might not have experienced any kind of heartbreak, but his guy, his very close guy, just got shot out by one babe. And I mean, she dealt with him, you know. He did all the love, love, everything. She was entertaining other guys. I mean, the shattered type of shattered. You know, she would always tell him, oh, no, sorry, I was down then. I'm okay now. Take him back. Break him again. Take him back. You know, that kind, right? Now, he's your close guy. You witnessed all of this happen. Now, not saying that you're not also witnessing good people as that's happening to him, right? You're also witnessing, like, Good women treating their men right, treating their whatever. But you see, the problem with narratives is that everybody wants to have a one-up. Everybody wants to be a step ahead. You don't want to be the one not knowing what to have done in that situation, like especially when it's presented itself to itself to mm-hmm. you. So to him, the friend, he's going to look at it like, wait. So life just gave me this experience to learn from. The, I mean, luckily it didn't happen to me directly, but it happened to one of my guys that I literally watched him go from this guy who was used to crying on my laps, saying that, you know, he can't believe this girl did this to him. 
I mean, it's easy for us to say that, you know, create your own narrative. But I'm sorry, but that young guy is going to walk with the narrative of women are horrible. No, because uh, again, it's... No, it's, when I say narrative, I don't necessarily mean that he's going to just go saying, oh, you're a horrible person. But when he's trying to have a relationship, he's going to be on guard not, so much. Yeah, but that's what I say. Not, but he'll know it's not all women because when that good girl comes to you, she's going to be the one to make you take your guard down. It's like, it's so funny you said this. But the worst part is if I, that girl to those now doesn't... No, and even if she does, bro, I'm telling you, it's process. It's like process, not for every guy, because some guys find that girl and, Omar, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And they're good. And some guys... Me, I'll tell you my story. My, me, I experienced a lot of shit. Like, even my story, I remember there was one guy, I'm not going to say her name for legal reasons, but <laughs> before they go and come please, back and say so this soon, please, we're going to call her A. Okay. A. All right. In university, this girl from first year to final year I'll say to my third year because by fourth year I said fuck you this girl had a hold on me never did anything but she was very manipulative I had to catch myself there (laughs) she was very manipulative in terms of like you say hot and cold you like me you don't like me you're talking to another guy at one point she was talking to three of my niggas and I at the same time wait did you know you found out later we found out later in fact, there was more. In fact, it was more than three. I'll never forget because it was third year that I found out. Even another one of them, I've never guessed this guy of all. And that's another downside of knowing a lot of guys as a guy. It's like you can't know one guy that knows your babe. But hey, <laughs> um. So with that, now it happened, and I remember it took. Like I said, even though through first year, third year, I was still doing my shit. By second year, even I got a girlfriend. Even that time, and then I left her alone. Then when I was single, she'll still come back, and then on and off, on and off, once in the blue. You get what I'm saying? But there was a point by third year, and now at this point in third year, I'm probably 22, 23, that I'm like, nah. I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you're better. Like, you. And this is where advice comes into play because people didn't give me that advice. And that's why I said we have platforms like this that we're giving advice wait, now. Wait, that- wait. Before you continue, sorry, question. Before you continue, so had you witnessed someone else getting heartbroken before that? You As say- in people? Yeah, like your guys. Like oh, your, yeah. Your close guys. People come to me to advise. That's the weird thing. Okay. It, I, like, even before, people used to come to me, your mic and all this, and it's like, damn. Like, because the thing is, I have seen stuff and known stuff because, like, of my experiences. Mm. But then you two, you're human. You have your experiences and all that. Yo, people, what? I see one of my boys. I mean, one of my boys came to the house crying. <laughs> crying. And even me too. I've had my experience. I've, I've cried oh and all Lord. that. And But that's what I'm saying. Like, even from those experiences, like, I've seen stuff. So, I know how to emotionally, like, have, at least have conversation at that time. Now, with women, I didn't know certain things of how women move and how they're very, con- like, they're smart. So, with her, like, again, it was always on and off that eventually by third year, I had to say, no, nah, fuck this. Like, in me, myself, as a person, forget Manu, I shouldn't be treated like this. You get what I'm saying? And I had to just tell myself, nah. And from that day, any girl that wants to move in that way, I go leave you. Now, it doesn't mean I was perfect throughout the rest of my life. But more times than not, trust me, if you're a girl that was doing like this, I don't have your time. You have those one or two, three, that will come in, <laughs> that will come in mm-hmm. and still move like this. Like, for example, when I came to Nigeria, that was, and I was single, single after COVID, that was a whole different ballgame because I thought I had sense. And I did until you meet some girls that are smart. Don't and fucking like, kill me, bro. Whoa. 
Don't fucking kill me, bro. Or more, these babes in Lagos have a different ball I'm, game. Huh? I'm, I'm laughing because this is an inside joke. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's not just her. And it wasn't just her. It wasn't just her. But I'm just saying, like, you mm. thought, oh, Yankee boy. Okay, in fact, that's the worst. That's why I said I understand why b- women in Lagos love the foreigners. They're just like you. You think you have game, my bro. Don't worry. <laughs> and it's vice versa. Same thing for the guys. But all I'm just trying to say is that, like, for this younger generation, one thing I didn't do was ask for real relationship advice. I always just sought advice from, from like, yeah. from my boys that were older than me or other boys around me that even them, they're trying to figure out. Mm. Compared to actually asking, like, older people, compared to maybe listening to podcasts as we're doing right now. Because podcasts wasn't really a thing in yeah, no, our no. time in uni, yeah. you know. But that's what I'm saying. is like there's more information out there for you to at least listen to that and apply it to your real life. Yeah. Yeah, cuz cuz again, okay, this is this is even one stereotype that I think kills me the most. Like the whole idea behind oh, men will just always be cheats. I don't, I don't it's, it's, I think that's one stereotype that till today everybody we all have the potential to cheat. See, I, we I, I, all, I, man and see, woman. I, you know you know you know what's so ironic? It's ironic because I'm coming from experiences where I was cheated on. More than once. <laughs> so, imagine me now, like, <sighs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I get what you're so saying ima- because it's like, saying wait, that- you women will be the first to call men cheats while some of you have done the worst that we thought Do nobody, you you thought nobody will like, find out. And when we found out, uh, And so, I'm just here like, you know, people are saying, oh, you men are saying, I'm just looking, I'm like, so it should you be really both. Know? So, that's why I said, it's like we said for the initial conversation that, accountability yeah both yeah, yeah, parties cheat yeah because the funny thing is people are going to easily say men cheat more the problem is men, men are get just caught. messy no yeah. men, men get caught messy. more yeah I don't think they're just messy they don't men get caught more yeah, women are smart like you said thank so you and again i'm not attacking the women i'm just telling you it's the narrative is going to say men cheat more because we're we're very careless you go leave clue if a woman wants to cheat on you if she doesn't want you to find out on god I mean, you can I mean, never I mean, find look out look at the amount of dna scams we keep seeing every every day come up and then you find out oh this person's not your child do you know the amount of intelligence you have to run to See, be able to do you know the day marry a man who's i've never so me i've, I've checked my cv i've never gone for anybody's girlfriend i don't care there's billions of people in this world if you have a man and all that let it be and the reason I say that is because I had a situation before where the girl didn't tell me she had a man. That's the worst. My God. I have another experience. With this life. She didn't tell me. And then after we are together, we spend the whole day together, man called and I'm there. Oh God. At least well, even for me, let's just, let's just be real. Yeah. Even me, I will have the decency if I was to ever do that, that the you person I'm with, you will not even you hear their voice. Like, that's just disrespect. Like, you don't wait, even, wait, wait, don't you don't even put know. Them on speakerphone or something. No, they're there talking on the phone. Yeah, you know, I'm just doing this. Meanwhile, I don't know anything. But then I'm now hearing the conversation and clocking, and like, adding things up. The Damn. fuck? I'm like, wait, even if I want, like, I still would even put you in that situation. At least there's respect. It sounds funny to say respect because you're not actually having respect because you're cheating. <laughs> but <laughs> decency. Are you even being decent? No. <laughs> but I get what you mean. I you get, get what, what I'm mean. saying. I that the person, but you, that man is on the phone thinking you're alone. The person is right beside you. Mm. And this is not my, no, this is what I'm saying, woman doing it. But you don't see me saying every woman is a cheat, every woman is this, because I've seen it. It's, and you know what? I, it. I like this. I like this because you weren't even coming from the angle of being cheated on while you're in a relationship. 
you were coming from the angle of being the chitty. I'm single. While somebody I'm was single cheating on her know, partner, we know until after. Yeah, do you know what do you want me, me to do? I mean, I hate to have to talk about how many times I've experienced that, but it's literally a. You don't ask enough questions. For of course, I don't. I know that. You see, it's a simple, th- bro. Are you single? If you say yes, that's it. I'm not trying to dig in. I deeper. mean, to be fair, no, no, no. That, that one's different. I'm not digging in. If deeper. I ask you if you are single and you say yes. Whatever happens is your own problem because you said yes. So yeah. I understand well, now. No, but you know, another thing is the ones that, that now give you story. Well, once they start, well, you know, so actually, even even those ones I've had, I've had times when you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm actually, I do have a boyfriend, but what? Shall I give one reason, Shaft? Now, I decide because they've given me the option to now decide. I now decide if I want to further, you know, conversations with that person or I'm just going to cut it off. Like, now, my problem with the people who, don't tell you what the thing is is that it doesn't like no i said i've given myself the option to choose whether i want to mm. the when i don't have the option to choose is where i have the problem and that brings us back to the people who don't tell you they have a boyfriend you're talking and this is again of course all of this still is under the umbrella of accountability under the umbrella of narratives and stereotypes that are actually not true as people say um and so you t- okay i ask you do you have a boyfriend you say no and then when we find out there's a boyfriend figure, and I'm like, oh no, actually he's not my boyfriend, but it's somebody that we used to date before. We're not, hey, hey, hey. Your mouth is moving like a once I hear sham 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 liar. Shut it. So now, now, now. My problem with that is it's literally the same thing they see men do. Oh, are you married? You said I'm not married, but I'm married. what's the difference? And that's another thing that annoys me too. Is like the whole married stigma. I'm like, there's so many young unmarried guys. Now, nah, bro, we've talked about this you, before. Oh, bro, I we, know, we but know why. it's like <laughs> you go to the, again going to the same. Why is it you that every time is married, married men you are meeting yeah. or you're always mm-hmm. in that? Field? All the mm-hmm. young bo- sweethearts. There's a time you have to ask yourself. You know, you know the thing is, women always say that, oh, there's no supply without demand. Uh, now, let me get this. And they say that from the context of, oh, you know, men keep saying that, oh, this person's a prostitute, but then there are prostitutes on the road. Who is patronizing those prostitutes? Is it not the same men? Which is fair, which is fair. It's a fair argument. You know, there's no supply without demand. The same thing you just said. If married men knew that single women are no-go, that if you go to a woman that is single as a married man, she will easily turn you down. There would never be a demand for married men. But where you where a married man has the confidence because knowing fully well that I can tell he you keeps I'm married. Doing the same thing, going for the same type of girls. Because he himself knows he can't. That's the thing. A married man knows he can't go for every single girl. Mm, There's certain type certain of girls type, you go yes, for that are the same girls that will control the narrative. So I mean it's it's unfortunate and you know And this is not an attack, by the way, to all the women this is not an attack on women who, again, this is a male podcast that we're speaking from our perspective, but we're just saying the truth because on women, but these we, are we've the attacked thing. men too. So exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like you see how we just broke it down now, saying that single that married man knows he can't go. He knows. He knows. He knows he can't because him too, he has stuff to lose now. So he's going to be specific. Men or two are not that dumb or we're very calculated. So he's gonna see the type of girls that yeah, she can still fuck with me even if I tell her now. So you see that, and, and, and that's the thing. So, and guess what? So the, you too, you go and carry your head and too so, and say, And that's Hell. where, and I actually like that because that's where the two parties have completely thrown accountability out the window. Because as the married guy, what are you doing, bro? Your wife and children are at home waiting for daddy to come back. 
you are at uh, this person's uh, wedding reception <laughs> looking for the next now you single woman you're supposed to be looking for single man that you maybe further your life with. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have but, what she needs right exactly, now. But you go to the man that is married because he's more stable and most likely has more money. Well, I mean, again, some other people also say that they prefer marriage. I don't know what their reasons are, but again, it's accountability because the truth is we always know the things that are messy when we are walking into it. We know. There's no arrangement of a married man, single girl, he has a... I'm family. just saying, that Mount never... is, again, this is not a judgment thing or anything. Mount is for anybody, man or woman. If you know you like something or you're doing it, own it with your chest. If you're married and you're doing your I thing, agree. own it with your chest. Exactly. If you are going for a married man, own it with your chest. But don't start pointing fingers. Or start creating Me, narratives I, like, and saying... Ah. There's a point my friend said that I was going for bad... Be- there was a certain type of bad bees I was going for that were problematic. And eventually, I had to look within and I said, all these bad bitches you keep liking that you're trying to keep going for, that you're now about, that you know they like you, but there's problem, problem. Who the hell keeps going back to those same kind of girls? It's you, Mayawa. It's you. You get what I'm saying? Loki, you keep so having the Loki, same problem. Look, you're trying to shade me, but we'll get to that. I'm not shading you. <laughs> I think we've covered about everything <laughs> at this point. Mm. What so you're think? going to close with that shade. I'm going to close with that point because I feel Yeah, but I think I think we've covered most of it. Again, I, you know, it's not it's it's an open conversation. It's so something it's to, and the thing is what's funny is in the comments I already know people are going to start having those discussions. Yep. And that is why yep. it's good to listen so you have perspective. Because yeah, no, again, I mean, again, again, um I'm pretty sure our fans if I'm going to call them that know the kind of people we are and you know, we're very honest and op- in the end it's still just about openness and honesty and the truth is you know, um, we never pick sides on anything. It's always just look. And I think in the end, this this is more about accountability for both. We've been saying this from the beginning. Accountability from both sides. The minute we start to actually own up to our actions, like you mentioned earlier, with our full chest, a lot of all these men are this, women are this, would really die down. Because, I have nothing. See, because no the irony of it is the same gender wars is still the same men ending up with same women. It's still the ah. same. So, so where, so where are we drawing the line? You time, guys will fight online and then, oh baby, are you home yet? There's a time I remember I was just attacking Lagos babes all that because I kept going for a certain type of Lagos babes. Yeah. Meanwhile, I know what you mean. see how Lagos babes have caught me. But, exactly. The same Lagos babes. Well, she's not Lagos babes, not Lagos babes, but, yeah, you know. But she lives in Lagos. Touche. <clears throat> yeah, so we have that. Anyways. Anyways, guys. Yeah, so this was great. This was... I mean, Goodness. Well, we're back. We're good, back. Yeah, it's a good, good startup again. Um, again, make sure you subscribe to all our audio platforms, our YouTube, our Spotify, our Apple Music, yeah. everything. Make sure you check our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. You know, and um, we don't... Like I said, it's a new season. We're going to keep rocking. Make sure you follow us because I think even now we can say the road. I mean, it's good that the episodes are starting now because Loki is going to lead to the road to December. Yeah. You know, Dirty December is coming Mm -hmm. up. So even with that, as we've talked about this, as you're going into Dirty December, have accountability. Go with accountability, please. Go with accountability. accountability. Have fun, but be accountable. Yeah. And then also, I mean, Medisms is having its own um, channel now, right? So. You guys want we want full subscriptions. There's no story. There's I no beg. there's no oh Watch the whole I'm thing, only please. here for something. We're here, you know, fully as a channel now. So we need all the subscription we can get. Mm. All right. Call your friends. I mean, we do good stuff. So you guys already know. So, you know, um also don't forget to send us emails, send us DMs. If you guys have any questions, we will do our best. We're not yeah. therapists, we're not psychologists, we're just two guys 
sharing our perspectives on uh, our please let nobody say I'm a relationship expert all that stuff yeah, man I'm just not. speaking my mind from we're my own not. stuff I don't know everything or I yeah. do they figure stuff out you yeah. understand all right, so wait, so soft time, plugs? Any soft yeah. plugs? Do you want um, to plug Yeah, so I mean, you'll be seeing a lot more of my fashion hands on my partner here as time goes on. They forced so me to change just, my branding. And yeah, clothing. so just so. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, I'll say as soon as this episode drops, yeah, Sunday last year anniversary is coming up two years, so we're celebrating our anniversary next Sunday, or not next Sunday on the 29th. Okay. So as you're watching this, it's on the 29th. The 29th so make yeah. sure you get your tickets. Come through, celebrate. If you've never been to one of our beach parties, oh my God, you're in for a good time. But we'll all be there, you know. We'll all be there. We'll be enjoying. Are you coming with anybody? <clears throat> I'll be there by myself, sir. I am a single man. I will be coming as a single man to enjoy mm. singly. Hopefully, you meet somebody there. Hopefully. We've, Sunday Lashia has actually started a lot of relationships, Loki. Yeah, you know what? Actually, hopefully not. You're not ready still? I'm just remembering the relationships it could have started for me in the past. And okay, we're just going to move on there. And thank you, Some guys. of their boyfriends didn't know they were there. Let's just put it that way. <clears throat> Till next time, guys. Don't go and put my business to <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next time. Thank All you, guys. Right. I'm Michael Scenario. And I'm Moro Alvin I will see you guys next week. <laughs>